Chapter Eight of the Brownies, their book by Palmer Cox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Chapter Eight The Brownies Feast. In best of spirits, blithe and free, as brownies always seem to be, a jovial band with hop and leap were passing through a forest deep. When in an open space they spied a heavy cauldron, large and wide, where woodmen, working at their trade, a rustic boiling-place had made. "'My friends,' said one, "'a chance like this no cunning brownie band should miss. All unobserved we may prepare and boil a pudding nicely there. Some dying embers smolder still, which we may soon revive at will.' and by the roots of yonder tree a brook goes babbling to the sea. At Parker's Mill, some miles below, they're grinding flour as white as snow. An easy task for us to bear, enough to serve our need from there. I noticed as I passed to-night a window with a broken light, and through the opening will pour, though bolts and bars be on the door." and i another brownie cried will find the plubs and currants dried i'll have some here in half an hour to sprinkle thickly through the flour so stir yourselves and bear in mind that some must spice and sugar find i know cried one where hens have made their nest beneath the burdock shade i saw them stealing out with care to lay their eggs in secret there the farmer's wife, through sun and rain, has sought to find that nest in vain. They cackle by the wall of stones, the hollow stump and pile of bones, and by the ditch that lies below, where yellow weeds and nettles grow, and draw her after everywhere, until she quits them in despair. The task be mine to thither lead a band of comrades now with speed to help me bear a tender load along the rough and rugged road away away on every side at once the lively brownies glide some after plums more round the hill the shortest way to reach the mill while some on wings and some on legs go darting off to find the eggs a few remained upon the spot to build a fire beneath the pot some gathered bark from trunks of trees, while others, on their hands and knees, around the embers puffed and blew, until the sparks to blazes grew. And scarcely was the kindling burned before the absent ones returned. All loaded down they came, in groups, in couples, singly, and in troops. Upon their shoulders, heads and backs, they bore along the flowery sacks, with plums and currants others came, each bag and basket filled the same. While those who gave the hens a call had taken nest egg, nest and all. And more, a pressing want to meet, from someone's line had hauled a sheet, the monstrous pudding to enfold, while in the boiling pot it rolled. The rogues were flour from head to feet, before the mixture was complete. Like snowbirds in a drift of snow, they worked and elbowed in the dough. 
till every particle they brought was in the mass before them wrought. And soon the sheet around the pile was wrapped in most artistic style. Then every plan and scheme was tried to hoist it o'er the cauldron's side. At times it seemed about to fall, yet none forsook their post through fear, but harder worked with danger near. They pulled and hauled and orders gave, and pushed and pried with stick and stave, until, in spite of height and heat, they had performed the trying feat. To take the pudding from the pot they might have found as hard and hot, but water on the fire they threw, and then to work again they flew, and soon the steaming treasure sat upon a stone both broad and flat, which answered for a table grand when nothing better was at hand. Some think that brownies never eat, but live on odors soft and sweet, that through the verdant woods proceed, or steal across the dewy mead. But those who could have gained a sight of them around their pudding white would have perceived that elves of air can relish more substantial fare. They clustered close and delved and ate without a knife, a spoon, or plate, some picking out the plums with care and leaving all the pastry there, while some let plums and currants go but paid attention to the dough. The purpose of each brownie's mind was not to leave a crumb behind that, when the morning sun should shine, through leafy tree and clinging vine, no traces of their sumptuous feast it might reveal to man or beast. And well they gauged what all could bear when they their pudding did prepare, for when the rich repast was done, the rogues could neither fly nor run. The miller never missed his flower, for brownies wield a mystic power. Whate'er they take, they can restore, in greater plenty than before. End of chapter 8